This week on the show, we speak with Brian Romero-Smith, a one-to-one technology learning coach at Fort Worth ISD. But first up, Nerd Alert. Hello, this is Dr. J.J. Ayers from McKinney Boyd High School, and I'd like to invite you to join Region 10's digital learning team for a collaborative online experience as they read, learn, discuss, and share ideas from Gail Allen's book, The New Pillars of Modern Teaching. Discussions begin October 17th. Also, Region 10 is happy to announce a computer science professional development opportunity from Code.org. Teachers will receive free coding resources and lunch. The next session is October 28th. Lastly, EdCamp Dallas is this Saturday at the Sockwell Center in Plano. Doors open at 7.30. Additional information can be found in the show notes. Hey, Brian. I don't know if you remember, but we had a great conversation at ISTE about the badging pre-conference that you attended, and you were so excited about doing something new with PD. And (laughs) I um, I caught most of your past the scope when um, you started talking about your Google form and you had uh, your system for all of the badges. So I really want us to start off with conversation about PD and good PD and personalizing PD and all of those things. But before we do that, could we get a little bit of your backstory? What's your journey um, in education? Oh, wow. Uh, Well, I've been in education for 21 years. I began as a uh, fourth and fifth grade looping teacher, which means I taught the fourth grade one year and then looped them to fifth grade. grade. Um, Got kind of crazy and decided to get married and move across uh, the ocean. So I taught English in France for a little bit. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, that, that didn't work out. I miss macaroni and cheese, so I came back (laughs) to the United States, (laughs) and uh, then it uh, took an interesting turn. I uh, taught second grade one year, the longest year of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Then I jumped to sixth grade Chinese history. I learned a lot from those old slides. Wait, hold on. You're not <laughs> yeah, just going to slip that story. in there. <laughs> what, what Chinese that, history? Yeah, we're going to need a yeah, little bit more I'm going to need a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, I taught Chinese history, and then I taught uh, world history and world geography to high school at-risk students. And then I came back down to my comfort zone once we moved uh, to New Jersey. And I taught New Jersey. I taught fifth grade uh, language arts and writing. And then eventually moved here to Texas in 2006. I uh, began uh, once again with fifth grade, but I taught math, which is kind of my specialty. Yeah, uh, but then I realized I wanted more about relationships, so I stopped depart- departmentalizing and taught my own class. And uh, that's where the technology journey truly began. Wow. Awesome. I, I don't think I've ever heard that much of a background in the right. subjects and the location. Exactly. Hey, it's been a journey, a real journey. Yes. <laughs> and so what is your current role? So currently I am a, what you call a one-to-one technology learning coach, um, which what I do is simply help uh, manage the one-to-one uh, culture uh, on several high school campuses here in Fort Worth ISD. That's anything from the maintenance to the integration. Uh, but the whole idea was to help with uh, professional development uh, for meaning, meaningful uh, technology integration within the classroom. But I don't get to do a whole lot of that because of uh, the laptop maintenance that I have to cover. Wow. So how many campuses are you um, looking after their devices? So four right now. So uh, my largest campus is 2,300 students. Uh, Smallest campus is 400. That's a lot of stuff to manage. Right. And I'm kind of... Yes, it is. I'm kind of... I still have all my hair. 
<laughs> That's great. I'm surprised that you're working on both the technical and instructional side of things. That's a that's huge. Um, well, it's because it's by necessity, right? You know, we don't have the manpower to actually do the technical side, uh, but I use that to, to build the relationships with the students, get into the classrooms. It gives me a lot of opportunity to observe, uh, make suggestions uh, here and there. And like I said, it's the whole about it's about the relationship aspect of it. So I don't mind it um, per se, uh, but I would much rather be on the professional development side for the majority of the time. Right. All right. And so that's why you have to personalize PD because you're spending all of this other time um, trying to deal with broken devices or things like that. And I get to see uh, the different ways that teachers teach. So, yes, not everyone, I, I understand that not everyone learns the same way and no one teaches the same way either. So, yeah, their the professional de development has to be uh, personalized to fit their particular uh, teaching personalities and needs. Okay, so um, we good. Okay, so I saw on your past the scope that you were really just getting kind of started with the plan. Mm -hmm. So, do you want to talk a little bit about your ideas for the personalized PD and see where you are, or share a little bit more about that? Sure, that's no problem. And it's still in the beginning phases because of the distribution. Um, However, basically what I wanted to do, just based on the experience that I have, I have on a particular campus, um, where teachers don't necessarily have the time to do um, whole school training or after school training or district-based uh, training. Um, however, they didn't have any issues coming to me with specific needs. Um, so I decided that what I would do is I would put together a form to capture what those particular needs are and begin to meet with them one-on-one -on -one, uh, or within a group that, that was interested in the same thing uh, and work with them on a plan on how, you know, from implementation to, you know, how we're going to measure the effectiveness of the program. Uh, so from there, I developed those forms. I took some, some, some of those uh, interests put together in a form, but then add the pedagogical pieces to it, uh, some teacher ambassador programs to get them uh, integrated with more groups that were interested in the same uh, concepts or, or same instructional styles. Uh, and then the whole idea of it is for you to be able to design your own learning path. So you take this form, you click on certain items that you're particularly interested in, and the idea with, a, with some good coding <laughs> which is not my part, mm -hmm. but uh, with some good coding for that particular form to aggregate all the resources uh, that you need, not only the resources, but personal learning networks on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, that can also meet you, uh, meet the needs that you are seeking, along with uh, articles and uh, book studies and so on and so forth. That way that you have all the tools that you actually need and you can decide on your, uh, for yourself um, which direction you want to go in in order to learn the, the particular things that you want to learn. And then where I step in is I coach you through that entire process. We look at your path, we look at your, your resources, we develop a, uh, a priority list, and then we develop a plan. Then we'll meet either weekly or biweekly, uh, depending on your particular schedule. And we uh, ask that question, okay, are we there yet? Uh, why? You know, constantly reflect on what worked, what didn't work. That's the, the premise of what I'm trying to do with it. 
that that sounds fantastic. So where are you in this launch process? (laughs) Just the form right now. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Start somewhere. Right. Because of distribution, you know, we're pushing out 23,000 laptops. So I'm just getting to the part where we're at a good uh, position with having the laptops in the student's hand. Now I can sit back and concentrate. I've already had teachers have filled out the form uh, when we just did a soft launch of it. Uh, so it's now uh, up to me to go ahead and meet with those teachers. Uh, I haven't got the coding and uh, haven't written scripts yet to aggregate all that information, but that's something that we're going to be working on the next coming weeks. Well, that is so awesome. Keep us posted. Yeah, and so basically you're curating resources for teachers to learn from on their own. The, the teacher's biggest bane is they don't have enough time yes. to find all that information. Basically, we're here in Texas, and we know what that means for teachers. Um, so I'm trying to solve that problem for them uh, first. Great. It's a great, great way to tackle mm-hmm. those problems of practice. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, we can't wait to hear uh, step two and we'll be on the lookout for uh, coders for you, some script writers for you. Send them my way, please. Okay. (laughs) Well, one other thing that I loved, and I think I saw this on one of your past the scopes, but you were talking about a la carte PD. So you said you were hanging out in one place. And so um, do you want to talk to us a little bit more about what that looks like or what are you doing for a la carte PD? Uh, <laughs> that was, well, I don't know if you heard of, um, sort of like speed geeking. Yes. I don't know if you heard that term before. Okay. So basically what it was, um, we were just talking about a concept where <laughs> we, we had the professional de- development laid out and you just pick, you just picked up what it is that you wanted. And we had it laid out in a, um, sort of like in a manual, so to speak, you picked it up. And once again, gave me the opportunity to coach you through that particular process. Uh, It just went with the whole personalized uh, learning thought process that we were going through. Uh, It's all about the menu. Uh, Everywhere you go, there's a menu. You get to choose what it is that you want to actually do. Mm -hmm. We don't don't necessarily have that for professional development. Uh, My very first year here, they gave me uh, PLCs to, to be in charge of. But the PLCs were directed by the administration on the campus and it was never anything that was um, relevant to what the teachers needed or wanted for their particular classroom so I wanted to do something like that to give them that choice. Well, I think we've um, we visited a lot at Ed Camps. I know you're a fan of Ed Camps as well, and so exactly. that that whole idea of um, one of our favorite phrases, owning your own learning, yep. um, and those choices that's as important for teachers as it is for students. I think. I agree. I would agree wholeheartedly. Uh, however, um, teachers need to understand what ownership is. So just like with anything, once you become you know, a pet owner, you really have to go through the training process and understanding what true pet ownership is. Same thing with your professional development. That's why the coaching aspect is vital. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and we know that oftentimes, either at whether it's a district level or the campus level, PD is rarely, I would say, personalized. Would you agree with me? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would concur. And I just wonder kind of what has to change. We know best practices for PD. What is it that's going to have to change top down 
that will make that more the norm than the exception? Oh. Sorry, that was heavy. That's a great question. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's, Putting you on the spot. It's probably not a, yeah. I'm on the spot. Like, you, like, I don't expect you to know the answer to that question. We need you to just, solve all yeah. of the problems. <laughs> the well, the unfortunate part is we are in this, it's, it's about the data and testing, unfortunately. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, however, if administrators are provided with their own professional development that's fitting for their particular campuses, beginning there, I think they're more apt to tr try to provide that on uh, for their teachers. Uh, just to be honest with you, I don't, I don't see that happening. Right. I, I just I agree with you 100%. And one thing that, that we say often and that we experience or that we strive for is when we're providing professional development, we try to model the same type of experience for educators that should happen in the classroom. Right. I agree with you. And I don't think there's enough of that. And I think um, administrators being as time strapped as they are, I'm not sure that, that they take advantage of or are being offered that same type of learning opportunity. You're correct. And that doesn't happen, uh, especially in there. Well, I do some principal meetings. And what I do try to do in the principal meeting, I use Nearpod a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I try to model what a classroom will look like, even with the principals. Fantastic. So, so I take them through Nearpod. I give them uh, access to the slide and I advance it. They're very shocked when I'm, you know, I, I move uh -huh. it from one website to another. It's, it's great. Uh, however, I will embed formative assessment inside of uh, the training with the administrator so they can actually see what that actually looks like. Um, some of them actually have uh, taken that back to some of their schools. Great. Uh, some have not, but uh, it all depends on where that particular administrator is concentrating on. That's true. Uh, if their, their data is not to their liking, they're not going to pay attention to that anyway. Good point. So this is a much bigger question. <laughs> bigger than what I just asked. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. So but, we, uh, we, we as teachers have a powerful voice, though. If we take the time to, to talk about it instead of being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, let me be bold enough to say, afraid of losing our jobs. And we talk about what we really need inside of the classroom in order to teach the whole child, then maybe something will happen. Yeah. But we've got to be able to convince them to do that. Well, and I think the, um, the kind of, I guess, rise in popularity, that might not be the right way to phrase it, but the rise in popularity of badges and micro-credentialing has sort of provided for a lot of people an aha, oh, this is another way right. of learning that can work for me. Right, right. And makes it more personalized as a feature of its. I agree. Yeah, if, if it's, especially if it's done right. Especially if it's done right. We were at the badging conference and I, I took a lot away um, uh, from that. I think what I talked to Catherine about was it made me realize that we have to redefine our professional development prior to adding the micro-credentialing. Right. Uh, piece to it. And so, Brian, let me ask you this. This is a common experience for a lot of people, especially um, at, at the coaching level. How, wh what are your best strategies for working with, let's say, tech timid teachers? <laughs> I, everybody's looking for advice on that because, you know, we haven't found the way to do it right. I mean, it's every, everyone's different, of course, but any tips that you can provide would, I think, be very beneficial. Uh, it depends on what they're timid about. Mm. Uh, I just had that, um, 
that happened last week. Uh, brand new teacher. Uh, uh, you can automatically see that this is this is she has greatness within her. <laughs> but uh, the stress of learning, you know, a new concept, the test data, six weeks grades. She didn't have a mentor. So I realized that she didn't have a relationship aspect first. So I volunteered myself to be her mentor. That eased a lot of the stress that she automatically have had. I walked her through the gray book and that opened the door for me to try to add something else. Mm -hmm. So what she told me was, well, be honest with you, I really don't have a ton of time to do that. So, so my suggestion was just take 30 minutes a day. Everybody has 30 minutes a day and we know how valuable time is, but it's actually what you do with that time that really determines its value. So I explained that to her, said, if you just take 30 minutes a day, we'll go over a concept a week and then we'll talk about it at the end of the week. And that's how I began with her. I've already seen her today. She was all smiles. I was excited. Didn't ask her what she was excited about because I was running the opposite way, but <laughs> <laughs> There was a change in her attitude from that Thursday to today, which the relationship aspect was key. Nice. That's good advice. Well, and like we hear everywhere, it is all about the relationships, whether it's a coach or whether it's an administrator, you have to build on those relationships. So such an important point. How many times do you hear businesses talk about their customers and building relationships with their customers, find out exactly what they need? Right. Yeah. My, my wife works in corporate America, and she's in charge of customer experience. <laughs> and there are times where she has to go into the field to actually talk to the customer themselves, you know, not trying to find out what they like or dislike, but really get to know who the customer is in order to figure out what it is that they like or dislike. That's key. That's critical everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. So, Brian, one of the things I wanted to touch base on is I know that you are really big on creating and doing doing um, audio production and doing things with podcasts. And I know you kind of have a, a passion for those things. One of the things I wanted to just kind of ask you is how do you go about um, developing students that are passionate about creating or giving them opportunities to be creators, collaborators, or effective communicators um, as a teacher or even as an administrator? Um, one of the things I used to do when I was in the classroom, um, I was just talking to another student about that today, was uh, we had the advantage of having laptops, you know, that uh, students could record music on uh, or podcasts, whatever the case was. And what I did was I got rid of, I know this is a bad word, I got rid of some of the assessments. <laughs> and and I, what I did instead was I gave students uh, instrumentals and told them to rewrite the songs to demonstrate your mastery. What I found was the students had a knack for the music, the podcasting, the speaking. And what I did was just provide them a platform in order to do it that tied into their, their academic learning. Um, that's kind of what I did. What we're doing here, I'm currently here at South Hills High School in Fort Worth, um, is we're actually building an audiovisual lab uh, inside of their, what we call the Digital Innovation Lounge. And 
for just allowing kids to come in, to sign up. Hey, you want to come in here? You want to learn about production? Hey, you got a song you want to record? Whatever the case is, we want to actually nurture that particular skill, you know, for the timid, for the professional, whatever the case is. But we had to build it. We had to provide that opportunity and the platform for them to do it. And that's how, kind of how we actually nurture it. Yes, it is a passion of mine. So, yes, yeah, very easy for me to actually do. But uh, once I saw the benefit years back in the classroom, there's no way I can turn back from it. So how important do you think that that skill is or just the skill of being a creator is for students to have in the future? Well, think about it. Um, you know, we're going to a, you know, a society of, of creators, a society of startups. Um, you know, the, the best idea right now is, is going to knock a business out of business, so to speak. Um, and if we don't teach these soft skills, what we call soft skills to these, these students, problem solving, uh, creativity, or, or, or curiosity, you know, so to speak, um, my pension fund is in trouble. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yep, looking out for number one. <laughs> so there's some sense of urgency there. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's great. No, no, in reality, you know, uh, what we're trying to, like, my student is laughing at me right now. In reality, <laughs> in reality um, we're trying to help these kids understand that success is determined by what you feel is successful. And they actually have to imagine that first. So in order to imagine it, you have to have some, so, some sort of creativity to you in order to figure out how you want to be successful in this world that's undefined. You know, so... I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. Well, Brian, do you have anything else you would like to share or something that you're excited about right now? I guess we're about ready to wrap this up. What am I excited about? Well, we talked about everything I'm excited about. (laughs) That's what our plan was. That's what we wanted to accomplish. (laughs) Yeah, those are definitely my passions. Um, Well, then also digital citizenship is my passion. So we uh, just finished our first month. Uh, of lessons, uh, or of a lesson uh, with my biggest high school. And our, our theme this year is how can you use technology to echo change? That's, that's our theme. And our first lesson was called Step Forward, uh, to where we introduced the students to um, the idea of an activist versus a slacktivist. Uh, and we let them discuss with one another uh, over uh, some uh, video uh, scenarios used by uh, Common Sense uh, Digital Bytes, so to speak. Yes. Uh, and um, they went through it. We had we re- had roughly about 300 students uh, participate, you know, in it. And they came up with some great ideas, uh, great platforms they can actually uh, get involved in, and how and determine how they can actually use technology to bring about change, so to speak. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for sharing about your personalized PD plan. And like I said, we'll keep watching for that and the things that you're doing in your schools and helping teachers. And we all enjoy learning um, from you and with you. So this has been so much fun talking with you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I really did. I miss Region 10. (laughs) Come visit anytime. (laughs) (laughs) I shall. I shall. Okay, well, thanks again, and um, have a wonderful day.